This is getting better and better. Get some recipes. Look at that. Yes, sir. You haven't peaked yet. Mmm, I just can't, mm, I just can't wait. That's a lesson that games are not played on paper. No. But they're played on the field. I told you guys, I told you. I told you. Welcome to Evolve, a lifestyle brand that disrupts conventional thinking and challenges you to evolve your soul, evolve your body, evolve your mind, and evolve your tribe. And now, it's time to disrupt. You have value, and you are not alone. When I close my eyes, I can see a whole different world. Wow, yeah. that's what I want to do, man. Perfect. Oh, you're good, man. And I like how you're sitting by your truck. That's awesome. Yeah, is, this, is this good? Do I need to turn up loud? I, was, I had to come out in the garage so my kids ain't screaming at me. That's why I couldn't use the computer. <laughs> no, that's great. We can hear you just fine. No, you sound good. Right, yeah. Cool. And I love Chill the truck, Cox. What's, what's up, brother? How are you doing? <laughs> I heard, did you move, you, uh, you moved back east, didn't you? Yeah, I'm in Ohio. That's what I thought. I remember that. Yeah, come save me. Come say, you don't like it or what? Oh, it's all right. I no, just, nobody loves Ohio. Ohio. What are you talking about? Come on. Hey, nobody well, loves I, didn't Ohio. Want to, I didn't say that. I mean, he left I for a good that. reason. I, if, I, if I remember, I think he left for his daughter, if I remember right. Maybe something like son. that. I don't know. Son. Son. Yeah, yeah, son. yeah. A child. Yeah. yeah. A he child. left because yeah. of a daughter here. He was running away from. It's great to see you. We're glad to have you on. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I appreciate you guys see. reaching out to me. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, super yeah, cool man. to have you. So we usually, uh, Dustin, we usually like to start the show by asking our guests what's inspiring them right now. Uh, so is there music you're listening to? Is there a book or a person? Uh, what's inspiring Dustin Cox? What is turning you on? Well, what's inspiring no, me right now is, uh, you know, my family, actually. You know, it's a, it's been a change process. I've had a a lot of changes over the years but right now i have a uh, a two and a half year old and a one-year-old so it's really changed what my motive and like what i do and with my life really yeah yeah that, that is always changing when you got uh, especially the young kids right yeah yeah it's hard yeah. it's hard it's, it's tough yeah i thought he was gonna say a 12 year old 13 year old he's got little people <laughs> yeah it's, they're they're tough you know it, it's a blessing but you know like a lot of the stuff that i used to do actually when i you know back when i was going to lifetime with you guys and all that uh you know I, I really had to put that all to a stop and i'm i'm like right in the middle of trying to figure out how i want to pick back up and starting up again okay yeah so yeah kids will do that to you they'll yeah, throw they, you for I mean, loop, won't they they have, yeah, they have it's been a it's been a nightmare but a freaking i love every minute of it you know it's just it's not, i love it though you know it's just it's just hard it's a different kind of hard work for sure we're gonna call it the inspiring nightmare, right? Yeah, dude, that's about what, you know, a nightmare that you don't wanna wake up from, because I love it. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. That was it, Steve, that was it. Hey, that's, that a, that's, it. The, name that was it. The, that's was the name it. of the shirt right there. That's the yeah, shirt, right? the nightmare yeah. you don't wanna wake up from. The nightmare you don't wanna wake up from, I like that. Yeah. I love that, that's, that's it. Call it for what it is. <laughs> We're gonna make that as the Dustin Shocock shirt. And on that note, folks, we want to welcome you to another episode of the Evolve Podcast. Uh, the former boxing coach uh, of our guest tonight in Oberlin, Ohio, uh -huh. is uh, W. Miles Riley. Welcome, Miles. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. And Dustin. melting, 
in the heat of hell in Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> is Casey Mitch Mitchell. Casey, how hot is it there today? Well, fortunately, we've had a cold snap, so I had to wear a jacket. <laughs> so it's down to 110. <laughs> wear a jacket to work today because it only got to 97. So mm. <laughs> about the same temperature as Utah is. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And basking in the beautiful mountains and the great weather here in Utah, I am Steve Cutler. Uh, guys, today's guest is really going to help evolve your soul and blow your mind. Um, it, we have, uh, we are really fortunate to have uh, Dustin Shilcox joining us today. Uh, Dustin, welcome to the Evolve Podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, we are excited. So Dustin was in a car accident in 2010 and sustained major spinal cord damage, a broken upper arm, collapsed lung, broken ribs, a cracked sternum, and a mild brain injury. Dustin had has a T5 complete spinal cord injury, uh, which means he has no feeling below his mid-chest. He was told that he would never move below his waist again, but after being part of the SCI spinal cord uh, injury research project at the University of Kentucky in Louisiana, or Louisville, uh, he's able to move his legs and stand. Through his adversity, he was able to find a silver lining in which he's striving to help not only bring awareness to spinal cord injuries, but to motivate the lives of everyone who has this struggle. Dustin embodies the true nature of always loving oneself, but constantly working for improvement as well. Dustin says, I was paralyzed in August 26th of 2010 in a car accident. Before that day, I loved spending my time on the lake on my boat. And in the wintertime, you'd find me in the mountains. Snowmobiling was a huge passion of mine. And every chance I would get, I was on one. I've had the opportunity to work for the Christopher Reeve Foundation, and that experience inspired me to start my own. I'm involved with cutting edge research for spinal cord injuries and helping to improve the lives of people in wheelchairs. I've been paralyzed for almost 11 years and it's been a crazy ride, but I wouldn't change it for anything. I now have a beautiful wife and two amazing children and having a family has made life super fun and busy. Currently, I'm thinking of what I'm going to do for the next chapter in my life. While I'll continue to build my foundation, I'm always on the hunt for something more. So, Dustin, it really is an honor to have you on, and, and you're a true inspiration with how you live your life. Um, but before we jump into some questions, though, I got to ask some permission. Can I brag about you for a little bit? Is that all right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to, I have to, especially because you got your truck behind you. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite pictures, I think you've got it on your website and your Instagram, is the one where you're doing a pull up with your wheelchair that's attached to you. Um, and the reason why I love that photo is because um, sometimes when people lose their ability to use their legs, they've got a van that has a lift that gets them into the van, mechanically pulls them up into the vehicle. But but that's not you. You're the guy where you've got this big ass truck. And I remember the day that you showed me how you got into your truck. I was blown away. It's like pull up after pull up after pull up to get up into your truck and then to pull your wheelchair into your truck. I just sat there in awe thinking, wow, I mean, you are a true badass because you drive that big pickup truck, right? So you can basically yeah. uh, do pull-ups in your sleep uh, and what an inspiration you are. That's just oh. unbelievable. Thanks. I appreciate that. That's a, you know, it's, yeah, it's, thank you. I appreciate it. And I know you're a humble guy, so thanks for letting me brag about you. But you also mentioned <laughs> that there's times where you've kind of, you've shown kids 
um, whether you're they're coming to hear you speak or they're just people that want to know how, how do you do this? You've shown them how you get into the truck. Um, and that's been an inspiration for them as well. So talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, actually that's getting into the truck. Well, I got, you know, when I first got paralyzed, I'll go back a little bit. I first got paralyzed. Um, you know, I had a big lifted truck and when I got out of the hospital, I actually had to get a, a Dodge journey, which is almost like a, a van because yeah. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have the technique or even know how to, you know, do that kind of stuff because it took a long time to learn. So for one, it was a lot of discipline and, and learning process to get to that. But, um, you know, and also building your strength back up and, and figuring out how you can do stuff. But, you know, I, I drive that big truck, but I always tell my, I always tell like, oh, that's so awesome. You drive that. But I also have a smaller truck that I drive. I, I drive a Toyota Tacoma all the time because it's smaller because mm -hmm. I have to save my shoulders. You know, if I'm pulling up like that every day, you know, it's, but I use much, I love my truck. It's just, you know, it's also, I use it for when I pull my camper, when I pull it, like, you know, just like a normal day use, you know, I, I use it for when I want to use it, but you know, I have to be smart about things too. But like you're saying, getting to that point is, it's a lot of, you know, work and humiliation. I mean, when you, like I said, it took me, when I first started, I would transfer into that Dodge journey, like basically a van and it would take me almost two minutes just to get in it and, you know, break my wheelchair. I'd say two, three minutes. I mean, so that's mm. just, you know, it's, it's really frustrating and, you know, it's like I said, it's humiliating at the age of, you know, when I first got paralyzed, I was 26, you know, and I can't even drive a van. It sucks. So. Yeah. I, I mean, what a, what a, what a raw emotion to say that it's frustrating and humiliating. And I think for a lot of people, we, we feel the same way, right? Because you're, you're figuring out how to do daily tasks that are then taking you so much longer. How, how did yeah, you work past some of that though? You know, honestly, that that uh, that research that I said I was a part of, that was like the, the big ticket because when I first got paralyzed, I went home with my family. I couldn't live in my own house, so I had to go live with my parents. And, you know, I had a really bad injury. Like, you know, you, you read about it with having my shattered elbow. And, you know, yeah. when I got out of the hospital, I weighed about 175, 180 when I got paralyzed. And I left the hospital at 113 pounds. So oh gosh. I couldn't do a lot of things myself at all. And plus I was brand new to a wheelchair. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't get dressed by myself. I couldn't shower by myself. I mean, my life sucked. And yeah. basically, which I think, I mean, I was really fortunate to is I got accepted in that spinal cord research and I had to move to Louisville. Well, when I moved there, you know, I was by myself. So I had to make my own bed. I had to do my own grocery shopping. I had to get my own gas in my vehicles. I had to, uh, you know, cook my own dinners. And at home, I had people helping me all the time, you know, and, and that was the first thing that I noticed when I came home to visit my family as I was in Louisville, you know, when I came back to visit the first time, I was like, holy crap, you know, I mean, people would make my plate at dinner. They would do my laundry. They'd get me anything that I wanted because it was new for them as well. They didn't know how to handle, you know, they were just trying to help me out through this. And sometimes, you know, and I think that works for anybody's struggle, but like sometimes the best thing for somebody to, to overcome a adversity or the struggle they have is, you know, first not rely on other people to do things for you. And also, you know, basically putting your foot down and, and starting to do it. Like I said, you know, the, gro the grocery shopping, I was scared to death because, you know, I was, it was just, you know, it's different. You could go to a, a, a grocery store in a wheelchair and it wouldn't matter to you because you know, you're, you're faking it. But for me, it was real. I had to ask for help when I needed it. And, you know, if I couldn't get things off the top shelf or I couldn't, uh, you know, 
push a grocery cart over. I mean, just a lot of dumb things that sounds silly, but for me, it was just, you know, it was really struggling. And so, you know, being out by myself and having to do it no matter what, no one else to do it for me. That's really what helped me get a different kind of vision and, and a drive for life. Man, that is awesome. I think it takes a, an extremely strong human being to look at their life, accept the challenges that are right in front of them and to say, wow, this is, it's humiliating. Like you said, to have to do all of these things that you normally could do before. And then emotionally and mentally, you've got to jump through those hoops and you've got to develop this independence. So it's not just a, a, a strength of will, but it's a strength of, of uh, courage to be that vulnerable at that point. Yeah. Talk about how you've developed that emotional strength to be vulnerable like that. I mean, I know physically you got put into that vulnerable situation, but God, that's an emotionally vulnerable situation as well. Yeah. And, and you know, for mentally, the whole side of it, it's, uh, it's something that I think after going through this, I believe that, you know, no matter what someone's situation is or adversity, sometimes I think, you know, everybody needs that, that time, I guess, for depression. I mean, because I felt sorry for myself for, I'm going to say the first year and a half, two years. I mean, I was, I go back and think about it and a lot of things I'm like, Oh my gosh, what a loser, you know, like not because of that, but because of how far <laughs> I've grown from it. You know, it's yeah, like, sure. but I, I mean, I just, it's embarrassing to think about how, 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 how pathetic I was, but I mean, it was, it was something that I couldn't prepare. Like you can't be prepared to get paralyzed and get your whole life and your independence ripped apart like that. I mean, you just get so depressed yeah. and I, and I was depressed for, you know, I said a couple of years and just, just the opportunities, like I said, living on my own and surrounded by certain people, man, I've had great people that I've had in my life and it's just, you know, the stars connected and just kind of give me a little bit more drive. And, but you know, I have stories, I have stories that are, are nightmares that are ones you want to wake up from, not the ones I was talking about earlier. These are nightmares <laughs> you want to wake up from because yeah. I mean, I've, I've got these stories though. I mean, it's, it's things that I, I can't, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I just, you know, you almost have to go home and uh, it's, it's like the humility and the whole, you know, aspect of it. It's just, it's horrible. It's horrifying. You know, when I talk about when I got paralyzed at the beginning, I, I lost control of bowel, bladder, uh, you know, mm. the ability to sweat. So all these things happen to relearn and, you know, the, the consequences that come with losing that stuff, you know, I've had embarrassing moments and stuff that, you know, that would made me want to go home and just kill myself. It's just, uh, yeah. you know, like I said, it's just a long process. So like the emotional part of it, it I think, you know, I needed that time to self-reflect. And then again, at one point you just got to, you know, kind of when, when you're knocked against the wall or you're, you know, you get kicked down and it's either suck it up and keep going. Was there a specific moment? Like it's, it's interesting to hear you say that and, you know, not to turn this into some, you know, Hollywood movie, but it just is there a moment like or a day a week like when you realize you were starting to turn that corner to go okay enough of this pathetic stuff let me start to build and build was there a moment you can think of that was like a, a turning point yeah you know i would say you know one of the big things that really was helpful for me too i guess when you say the moment so that that spinal cord research study that i'm a part of um, when uh -huh. there was four, four guys in the world, I was number four. And when they finally came public with this, 
I mean, it, it blew up. I mean, we were on, I've been on like the Today Show, Good Morning America, you know, Fox, CNN, all, you know, they flew us to New York and we were on all the talk shows. I was on Katie Couric, you know, we've been on Dr. Oz, all these things. And so in the spinal cord world, you know, we were famous, you know, and when I came back to, my first thing was when I came back to Utah, I went to NeuroWorks. It's a place, a spinal cord research there in, uh, in Salt Lake City. And that's where I was doing my research. And man, when I came back there, people were like, oh, there he is, there he is. I mean, I even had some people get autographs and I was like, holy crap. I mean, but then, you know, that's how we got picked up by the Christopher Reeve Foundation. You know, also they're a huge fundraiser donors to that, that research anyway, but they had us come do, I've done a lot of big speaking engagements with those guys. And, um, you know, I did a talk with, uh, on the same, the, the lineup talk, you know, there was uh, uh, Mark Cuban, Kobe Bryant was there. Caitlyn Jenner. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a whole list of people. And then, so also for me getting to speak to the same audience, you know, it kind of made me, you know, it put me on the top of this feeling of, you know, what I was, you know, doing in the research. And then when I would get to talk to people and I, I, you know, it's like, I was at that point one time because I wanted to get in that research so bad and people would look at me like, Oh man, you're so lucky. And I felt like I had a lot of eyes on me in the spinal cord world. So you know, I had a lot of drive to be the best who I could be and, you know, produce the same kind of motivation and reasons for them not to give up. And that's what, you know, I, that's kind of what I felt like maybe helped me. It was like, Hey, I know there's people who want me to do better with my life so I can help them. And that's, I enjoy doing that. Yeah. That's awesome. Just, just say it. Just say you enjoyed yeah. being a star. You were a star. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so true. Like, yeah. It, it's funny. Cause you know, at a, at a certain point, you know, you see that kind of stuff and you, and you, the places we got to go to, like I said, you know, we got to talk at, you know, the headquarters at Facebook and, mm. you know, we were obviously doing stuff for, you know, fundraising and, and creating awareness and, and, and try to, like I said, help people in, in, in struggles with, in wheelchairs. And, but, you know, when you're kind of the spotlight behind that and you're doing the motivation behind it, yeah, you're kind of a star to a different group of people. And I, I like I said, I just really had you know, I'm like, these guys would always tell me, man, I would kill, I'd do anything to be in your shoes. And so for me to have that opportunity and not be given it 110%, I felt like it was really selfish. You know, it's like, it's selfish of me not to be doing the people who want to be in my spot, you know, good for them as well. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. That, that's inspiring. T talk about- were you uh, I, Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. You go. I was going to say, talk, talk about the, so the dark times, everybody goes through dark times and they're all different, right? I mean, but those dark times when you're just like, I don't want to live. This is I, this is embarrassing. This sucks. I, I didn't choose this life. When you're in that dark moment, talk about how you got out of that. You know, it's it's sometimes, you know, I go back to think about it and I can't even believe I lived in a place on, uh, it was I think, 106 South and redwood road or 90th south maybe there was apartments back there that i lived on and okay. you know i would get up in the morning and it would take me like three hours to get ready i'd go to therapy which would be like at 11 o'clock and i'd be back in my house by like three o'clock and i'd sit and wait for the next day and you know curtains shut you know i might watch movies here and there but i remember just sitting there and like you know just thinking about like the next day and i would think a lot about my old life my friends and stuff and man it, it, sometimes it's almost like a blur to me and i'm thinking like holy crap like you know, how, what did I do that whole time just sitting there wasting my time? But, you know, I was so sad and you're saying like, you know, how, how do you overcome that stuff? And I really, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of things I think, like I said, like the people that I've met and it's kind of, 
get me out of there. But yeah, there was a lot of bad thoughts that I had, you know, and I just, to, to, to stop doing that, like I said, opportunities presented themselves. And I think what I would actually say about it is, you know, when something, when something actually opens a door for you, not to maybe take that chance and whether, and what that was for me was taking a chance to come into your research, uh, taking a chance to, you know, simplest things. There was a guy who was in a wheelchair and said, Hey, do you want to come start working out at the gym with me? And I was like, well, yeah, what time were we going up there? And I was thinking the gym at the university of Utah, because that's, you know, that's p- for people with disabilities and stuff. And he's like, no, the actual, the rec center. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not, you know, how are we going to work out there? Because they don't have stuff that people in wheelchairs can use. And I went with him and he, he invited me and it was like, I knew right off the bat, like, you know, I was really nervous of people looking at me. If I needed to wait, I'm like, oh, I don't want to ask these people. I don't want to be an inconvenience to them. And just the building blocks that I, you know, I achieved and, you know, that I went through, it kind of gave me the motivation to, you know, turn into who I am. But it's, it's taking the small, like I said, like when a door opens is, is taking that instead of saying, you know, instead of sitting there feeling sorry for myself, I actually, you know, took a chance and, there was, but there was a lot of different ones besides that. That was an example, but yeah, there was a lot of things that I've done even beyond that. That's helped me to become even more and more, you know, have more goals and, you know, start achieving things in life that I never thought was possible. So it's well, just, yeah, I saw that with you though. You, you did take up whatever opportunities were there. You, you took advantage of those. I remember one day you and I were talking and we got to talking about you doing public speaking and how you wanted to get into that more. And I said, Hey, I got a buddy of mine that just, you know, got into the hall of fame of the public speaking, you know, whatever it is. And uh, you're like, Oh, cool. I'd like to meet him. And I got the two of you connected, but it was like, you were right on top of that. You would take advantage of everything to say, I'm going to learn, I'm going to grow, you know, give it to me. I'm going to get better at it. And yeah, there's, yeah. what an amazing attitude in life. Uh, to, to take advantage of every opportunity in the midst of all this shit that you're having to deal with. You're looking for these opportunities to grasp life and to get better. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is too, is when I got paralyzed, I, I worked with my dad, I'm from Wyoming. And so, you know, he has a couple different companies in Wyoming. And my goal at the time is to take over the family business. And I'm like, okay, I, you know, that's what I want to do. And after this happened, you know, I actually did go back and try to work for him. And it's just like, it wasn't even the cards for me. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you have to be, you know, I can't be confined to a wheelchair based on the things we had to do. And so, you know, and, and that's kind of like where, when you say, you know, that's where I had the mindset of, you know, trying to figure out anything I could do to have an opportunity to, to you know, go, you know, what I'm going to do with my life. Cause at the point, really, I'm really not sure of what my, career is going to be like, you know, I mean, there was actually a guy in the, do you remember uh, Chad McCall? Yeah. 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 yeah but, so uh, he used to come into the gym. Yeah. 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 And so he, so I met him in the gym actually and uh, him and his partner, Brad Quintana. And anyway, those guys, you know, we met in the gym and him and I, you know, just, just kind of things like things lined up and we started a business and we did stuff for, uh, for people too, you know, that, that lasted about a year and then things kind of, went down, you know, we just couldn't get things working as far as the business aspect of it. But like, you know, just getting into things with, uh, with him, it was just like, you know, it's funny how opportunities come. And like you said, when you're just kind of at, and that happened all at the gym, just by meeting somebody and just, you know, saying, Hey, how's, how's your day going? And, you know, just kind of what you can do with that. So. 
that's that's yeah. what I, you know like i said i mean it's just taking an opportunity when it comes at you on your trip on this evolution where were you when we met the few times that we had met in boxton you had come to lifetime but where, where what phase were you coming out of of going into when when you and i first um hooked up so when i first met you i had uh i had just gotten married and i moved in with my wife in daybreak and so I started right, going I down that. to the, I started going down to the lifetime gym and, uh, you know, you actually trained my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law, I think. And so yeah. that, that's how I got introduced to you. And at that point, so I'm basically a newlywed and figuring out this new chapter in my life at the same time, you know, that's what, you know, it's a, it's a thing I say is I never thought in a million years that I would get married because a, you know, at the time it's like, you know, I don't want to be in a wheelchair bringing somebody down you know, in, I feel like that I'm going to be a downer for them. And, you know, it's like, that's kind of how I thought at the beginning, but, you know, after realizing what, you know, you can be capable of if you just put faith and, you know, work towards it, then it's, you know, anything's possible. And so that's where I was though. When I met you, I was, you know, newlywed trying to figure out things with my wife, just moved to daybreak. So, you know, and started working out there and it was just a, you know, kind of like the new chapter starting off with it. Yeah, I kind of remember that. I just, it's funny, I forgot when I was looking at your um, Instagram posts and things like that. What the one thing I forgot is you were the newlywed when I met you. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So you're like, it was a good space for you then. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was awesome. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I said, just like everything else, newlywed, scary. Now you're going to figure out <laughs> your, the, how life's going to go too. And, <laughs> <laughs> so is that why you picked up boxing because you were newlywed and you were kind of prepping for the fights that you thought you were going to have? Is that right? I didn't, I didn't figure that out. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, I mean, yeah, it, that, the boxing actually is because I watched my mother-in-law. She boxed with miles all the time and it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a hell of a workout and it was too much for me. So I think I did with miles a few times and, you know, I just, that's too much cardio for that I could do. I mean, it's too hard. You were fine. Once we figured out like how to stabilize everything, the chair and yeah, like, you were fine at it. Yeah, we had a yeah, good no, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're. We were talking before you jumped on, and uh, your coach was telling me you you got you got a mean punch. Yeah, you got uh -huh. some stuff. Yeah, you got some power behind that. Yeah, no, it was it was good though. It's it was that was fun, man. I loved it. That's awesome. Well, you're also, uh, Dustin, the guy in the wheelchair that uh, you get out and you clear your neighbor's driveway when it snows. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean it, and, and we're talking snow in midway Utah. So we're not talking like a little bit of snow. We're talking about a lot of snow. You're getting yeah. out and clearing driveways uh, when, when you guys get dumped on. Um, what, what inspires you to serve in that way? You know what? It's, man, it, it's funny thing is, is, you know, everyone knows who I am out in the, in the, in the community and, uh, you know, I'm in the wheelchair, but like, I, I think when, when the snow falls, you know, I, I like to do anyway. I, I mean, people will do anything for me, especially because when you're in a wheelchair, people see that. And, and for the majority of that, you know, people will stop, help you. If they see you outside, I mean, they're, they're looking at you. If, if, if someone sees you struggling, they will be their hand and foot to, to do whatever they can for you, even though when I don't need it, people will help me out. And so, mm. you know, snow plow, I mean, I enjoy it cause I have the plow and the four wheeler and I actually enjoy kind of, you know, pushing snow around and helping people out. So, I mean, if that's an opportunity for me to help out people in a different way, 
you know, I'll, I'll do that all day long. But yeah, I mean, there was, and that's what it was. I saw my neighbor and he was out there with a snow shovel. And I was like, you know, we had two, two and a half feet on the snow. It was a huge storm. And I was like, yeah, that sucks for him. And, you know, I was like, that, that gives me a way where I can help out people. And it makes me feel good, you know, because like I said, people are always willing to help me out. And so when I can do something for them, it's, it's a, a grat, you know, a gratification for me too. Cause it's, it's hard to do that. You know, it's cause I'm always getting, I'm always getting help. And, and you know, I, one thing I always say to people is, uh, because people will always ask me, can I help you? What can I do for you? And the reason I get so much attention and, or they'll be like, you know, they see me out there on the four wheeler, like, oh man, you're so inspiring. And I'm like, inspiring. I'm like, hell, I'm just plowing snow. Like, I mean, look at that guy down there. <laughs> set, that guy down the street, 70 years old, and he's out there pushing it with a snow shovel. I'm like, that's mm. inspiring to me. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think, you know, another, I always tell people, it goes back to my life. And, you know, one of the big differences is, and, with my, with my adversity is you see it. I can't hide it. You know, I'm in a wheelchair. So people automatically, they know I'm struggling in a wheelchair. So they know I have this uh, problem. So like, Oh man, you're an inspiration. And you know, thank you for letting me see you. But you know, almost all the time I'll sit there and when someone says that we start talking to each other and then this guy will be like, or a woman, like they're like, Oh, well, you know, that's so you're such an inspiration. And this guy told me actually, you know, within a, a couple months ago, he's like, uh, uh, he starts telling me about his life and his wife has passed away and he had four kids and three of them died all in a car accident. Oh, and I was like, wow. And I was like, well, Holy shit, man. I was like, you're telling me my life's tough. I'm like, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade my life for that. I'm like, you know, what I deal with is, is definitely, it's definitely sucks. I mean, I don't like being in a wheelchair at all. I hate it, but you know, it is what you make it. And I, I do everything I can to not let it stop me from doing things. And I ask for help when I need it. But I also, try to help out people if I can. It's just like, you know, being a everyday, an American person, you know, I mean, I help out people, but you know, one thing I try to tell people is, especially when I start talking with them, I was like, Hey man, just cause you can see my challenge doesn't mean, you know, you're not going through something that's either twice as difficult or, or even more. It's just, you know, but I appreciate, I appreciate people telling me, you know, you're an inspiration and I, I, I appreciate people that help me because you know, like I said, I want to help out people if I can, and I have to just do it in different ways because, you know, it's just, a uh, because I'm limited to my mobility and things I can do. So every opportunity I, I can get to do something, I get, you know, I feel good about it. Makes a great point so though. I mean, uh, you, you do have that, uh, you got something that people can see and not everybody can see other people's challenges. Right. So uh, it's, it's amazing. Does, when you can uh, hide behind a smile. Yeah, it know? really is. Right. Right. And just we all have it, it's so funny to, to think about we all have all of us we have these stories and you know on the one end of the spectrum the stories are really tragic but there's still stories of coming through things and then on the other side of the spectrum the, the stories might not be as tragic but if you think of relativity and what people go through we all have these stories where we can provide inspiration for others and things like that and it just sounds like you know, people look at you and see what you've done and what you've come through. And they've just said, you know what? I got to do better. I, I just, I want to do better. This guy made me want to be better or do better. And that's part of that. Yeah. It's, that, you know, that, and that's what, you know, you mean to talk about the whole thing. That's what motivating is. That's what motivation is. And, you know, everybody has <clears> it in them though. It's like, but the, the only, the only, like I said, not the only, but a, a huge difference between mine is, my motivation is right there. You can see my struggle. I mean, yeah. so 
like I said, if you start talking to somebody, you're like, wow, man, you've done an amazing job. I can't believe that, you know, you've been fired, lost your job, you know, whatever, you know, you know, through divorces, all this kind of stuff and, and death, you know, there's so many struggles out there that people can deal with, you know, even I don't want to, but like weight issues, you know, you go to the gym and people are like, you're an inspiration, but I remember how insecure I am. And when I see someone in a gym who's really, really heavy and they're just, I just think to myself, I'm sure they're just going like, gosh, man, I'm just, you know, people are looking at them different or they don't know, you know, I'm sure there's uncomfortable and I, and I can relate. I, I just feel for them because I'm like, man, it's, it's hard because, you know, now I've, I've done it so much and I've go to the gyms and I don't, I mean, I don't give a damn what people think because I, I, I connect with everybody. I just, I have a great conversation and we all talk together, but you know, when I'd go to the gym years and years ago, I was really insecure about being an inconvenience to other people. But because of my story, because you can see my wheelchair, people are very, very open to come up to me and be like, Hey man, it's an inspiration to see you in here. But I don't think that most people don't do that to someone who's really, I mean, they actually probably do, you know, when someone's really heavy, they, and they see them working all the time, they'll get comments like that. But I think, I think the wheelchair gives away a lot of, you know, people, you know, I, I get that a lot of people are like, Oh, I've seen you coming in here for the last few weeks. And I've wanted to say something. And they'll say what happened. And that's kind of, you know, where I tell my story a little bit and they're like, Oh, wow. And you know, like you're talking about, it's just the, the way to be able to motivate people is just in your story. And I think everybody has them. It's just a matter of minds being told whether I want it to or not. Yeah, that's a good point. But you're, but you're a pretty positive person, at least in my, every interaction I've had with you, how do you maintain that positivity? Yeah. You know, that's, that's tough. And, and you're, I, I am very positive. You know, I, I try to stay positive with, you know, I, I also, you know, I obviously have my, my down days and times where I want to, yeah, we all do. You know, yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's, and I, and I complain about regular stuff just like everyone else does, but I, I, I really, you know, it's, it's something maybe I've changed in my way of thinking just through my life is I don't want to go back to, I mean, it's not, it's not even, I don't want to, I, I can't, I mean, from the, from the things, especially with the family now, it's like, I'm always going to be kicking ass. I, I'm not worried about myself. I mean, cause I'm always going to bust yeah. ass. I'm always going to work hard. I'm not going to let, you know, I'm, I, I know I'm going to have some, you know, miserable times in my life and times where it's just going to suck, but I ain't going to let it get me down. Cause I ain't worried about it. I mean, I, I will, I will impress myself. I mean, that's one of my biggest fears is my, uh, you know, what, what I'm capable of doing really. Like it's, you know, cause I'm just going to keep pushing forward and, and, and just trying to be the best person I can be for myself, for my family and for other people. Like I said, for, you know, I just, because I know I, I just, there's so much out there in this world and so much to, to, to life and to sit there and mope and, sure and I, I, I just know how much I've lost by being that, by that, you know, by being in that state of mind, it's like, I ain't going back there. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to, I'm always going to do great. I mean, because you have to, and it's, there's no reason not to. Yeah. Yeah. So let I want to ask you something, and it's it's a mo more of a, a question that's kind of roundabout because you said you had worked with and worked for the Christopher Reeve um, Foundation. I worked with Christopher Reeve in the theater not long before his accident. Um, he worked on he did um Shakespeare's Cymbeline in New York City at this theater that I worked for, and I was actually assigned to work with him, you know, just make sure he got everything he needed and things like that. So I, it feels really weird to me that you you worked at, for that foundation and and here you are, you know, and I know you. 
So the question is, what was it like working for that foundation? Because I remember when we got the news that um, his, of his accident, we were all pretty shook when that mm -hmm. happened. And it wasn't yeah. long after that. So just could you speak to working for that foundation? Yeah, you, that, that found, yeah now the foundation is a it's a it's an amazing, great foundation. Uh, I actually, you know, they had me do a lot of things. A lot of my that's where my public speaking actually started at. You know, when I was, okay. you know, it's funny when you when you start public speaking, you know, everyone works at it and they try to, you know, you start talking to high schools and churches and schools and things like that, trying to figure out how to motivate or how to, I guess, be a speaker. Well, my first spot at it was like on, like I said, my first thing I did was they called us up and said, hey, we want you guys to come to New York because, you know, we're releasing the, the paper about that spinal cord research. And, you know, I got thrown right in the spotlight. I mean, I, I sucked at the beginning. I mean, it's just, you know, I would, my first, I said like my first uh, talks and stuff was like on Katie Kirk live shows. And, you know, I wasn't prepared on how to say it and like what to do, but the Christopher Reeve foundation though, like working with him is uh, his kids. You know, I, I, I got to meet Will Reeve, uh, Matt Reeve, his daughter. I, I met one time, but she wasn't as involved as much as Will and Matt were, but just getting to that whole foundation. I mean, they're really, you know, motivated to helping people with spinal cord injuries and, you know, getting to know Christopher Reeve's story more. Like I said, I mean, what I knew about Christopher Reeve was he was Superman and that's kind of how I knew about him. And that, that was about it. But just the, the foundation of how much they're really pushing forward to help people is, you know, it's awesome. And then to be asked to be, you know, in the spotlight for them for the years that I did, it was, it was great. And so, yeah, for you to be able to, to work with them and being involved with it. It's just, yeah, he started a, an amazing legacy and it's, it's, it's amazing what they're still doing today. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool I've thing. heard great things and, about the organization. Yeah, they are great. Um, yeah. It's, it was a great opportunity for sure. Yeah. Well, and what a, what a cool organization for you to be a part of. Cause I mean, I, I remember thinking to myself, you, to me, you're like a Superman because of what you have accomplished um and and overcoming this and becoming the inspiration that you are so what an amazing uh parallel that you got a, a chance to work with that um it, you know um I, I i just keep going back to this concept of disruption you know life disrupts us right we we're disrupted on a regular basis with all sorts of challenges uh, that put us on a different path of evolution. You had a massive disruption with this spinal cord injury. Um, so talk about uh, how that sparked your personal evolution. I mean, this massive disruption of getting into this accident and having this spinal cord injury. Talk about that that feeling of disruption versus where you're at right now. Well, you mean, you mean like, and the reason why, I go to where I'm at today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, you know, well, first off, I think, you know, I talk to a lot of people and they'll say, man, I can't, I, I, if I had your situation, I'd never be where you are today. Like you're amazing and stuff like that. But, you know, like with this, with this struggle, with this adversity, with this disruption that I had in my life, uh, it, it was kind of a, a choice that, you know, it's either, you're going to beat this and, and take it on head on, or it's going to, it's going to destroy you. And, you know, where I was before my injury, I was a great, I mean, I was, I was a good person. I, you know, I worked hard, played hard. I mean, I, I had a lot going on, but the, what 
I, I, I wouldn't be the person who I am today or have the, the drive, I would say, or, or in the same kind of aspect because it really put me against the wall on, you know, the way I, I think about myself, the way I help people out. Um, and it's, it, it's just, it's changed my life for the, for, for a better, you know, it's, it's t- like, when you say that, like, you know, the, the, the disruption in my life with having this happen, it, you know, that's why I say, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world because the only things that I would change, like I hate being in a wheelchair. I hate it every day in my life, but I don't, I, I only hate it because I don't want that, you know, but because I'm in it, I, I love the life I live and I don't let it control me, but it's just, it's really changed on how I, how I attack the world, how I face things and, and what I do to, you know, better my life and other people's. It's not, you know, but sometimes I think you don't have the, you don't have the opportunity to, to, uh, I want to say think the way I think or feel the way I feel, unless you have something like this, this magnitude happen to your life, because it, it changed everything. I mean, I've lost friends, I've lost family and not because mm. they are rude because it's just because, Hey, I couldn't pick up where our life was going at the time. You know, they all, you know, they didn't stop living their lives, but I had to stop living mine in the mm. way I used to. And, and so it's been a total game changer. And so I've had to reinvent myself and that's all because of this disruption. So it's, it's been a great thing, but it's also, I mean, I, I have a lot of, uh, you know, I reminisce a lot about my past and, you know, friends and call them, you know, sometimes I wish I was, you know, back in my old place and back in my own home and living a life that I used to, cause I had a great life before too. You know, it was just, I would say it, it just wasn't, it wasn't as impactful. And I don't think it would be if I didn't have this happen to me. Yeah. But one of the things I think that's really cool, Dustin, about your story, you just like you show up to life, man. You are that guy that just you're showing up like whatever's in front of you. You just show up. And I mean, whether it was boxing, whether it's whatever, you're, you're just showing up. You're showing up to getting better. You're showing up to these uh speaking engagements you're showing up to improving yourself and lifting weights and getting better to being a dad like you're just showing up to life how do you do that what is it what what is inside of you that's getting you to the point where you just show up to life on a daily basis you know it's it's uh it's just it's a tough you know when you say that you know because i think about it a lot you know it's actually i say people will tell me man you're just always you know, so positive and, and, and doing this stuff. But I, I think, you know, I, I don't know, honestly, I don't know why. I mean, besides, like I said, I mean, I have a lot of people, I've had a, such a great support system. I've met amazing people, my friends, my family, and for myself, you know, I just, I, I feel like that that's for anything, you know, I mean, I feel like if you're going to show up to do, you know, something, you need to give it 110% because I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's just, it, the, it's a tricky question the way I think about it. It's just because, you know, I want to, I want to better my life. I still do. I want to get, you know, and, and the sad part about it is, is, you know, I hope every day that there'll be a cure or something for a spinal cord injury, but I'm not going to wait for it. You know, I, I can't wait for that to happen. I got to live my life right now. And this is where it's at. And if it keeps getting better every day, Hey, that's great. But if I know if I don't keep, you know, pushing forward every day and trying to do more, I'm not going to get more. I mean, so I think maybe that's, maybe that's, that's the answer right there. If I think about it, it's, yeah. I can't wait for someone to help, you know, fix my life. I have to do it myself. That's it. It sounds like right? just, I mean, it's, it's the, it's the power of life. 
You know, yeah. it's right now, mm. right now, mm. um, on, on my on my wall, there's a framed um, picture, and it says, "The sun never doubts its ability to burn." The sun mm. doesn't rise and say, "You know what? I, I don't want to do this today." It doesn't have those questions. It's it's just unconscious. It just does what it does. And listening to you, Dustin, sounds like, you know, there's no answer. I, this is just life. This is the power. This is of what life. I do. Yeah, Dustin Shilcox. This is, this is, is what I do. Yeah, well, you know, that's what he does. You don't have a choice, though, man. You don't. You don't have a choice. Yeah, because, that's man, that's what cripples people, man. That's and I'm already yeah, but, crippled. But it, but, but so. you do have a choice. You just make a better choice. Because I'll tell you, I've I've met with a lot of negative motherfuckers in my life. Yeah. I've met with a lot of people who are just grumpy people in wheelchairs, grumpy people that have some other challenge or disability in their in their life. You say to yourself, I don't have a choice. And I think that's one of the keys to it is you just tell okay. yourself, I don't have a choice. This is I'm I've made my decision. I'm going in this direction. Yeah. And but the choice is right. You know, I don't have a choice. <laughs> If I want to live a better life, if I want to be a better me, if I want yeah, to, that's the point. If, if, yeah. if I want to kick ass, yeah. If I want to kick ass, because you're right. I mean, everybody's mm -hmm. got that choice, but it's like, what do you, you know, that's what I'd say this a lot in my speeches. I said, what are you going to do now? That was my thing. What are you going to do now? You yeah. can either, you can wipe the tears from your eyes or the sweat from your brow. It's your choice. You know, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's something like, that's what I try to get to point. And that, that's my whole thing. Like if I talk to somebody else, it's, what are you going to do? I mean, you have that, you have a choice. Everyone has that choice to do it, but if you're going to do it, you might as well kick ass at it. I mean, cause why try to climb a mountain if you don't want to, if you're not going to try and make the top, if you know, you're not going to, you know, it might take you the rest of your life, but you might as well keep trying. Say that again. If you're going to wipe the tears from your eyes. I said, yeah, I said, you can either wipe the tears from your eyes or the sweat from your brow. It's your that's choice. Shirt. That's another T-shirt right there. We're making that yeah. one too, man. That is awesome. Oh, well, it's it. it's true though. You know, what? I mean, like, and, what a and great it, statement. Well, it's it's so true about it though, is because, you know, like I said, from you know, we were talking earlier with the depression. I mean, everybody, everybody has that right. Everyone, everyone has the the adversity. Everyone feels sorry for themselves, and everyone yeah. makes up excuses. They they have all the reasons why not to do it. Because I mean, I've I've been there, and I I've had that, but you know. That's what I said. You can sit there and make up all those excuses or you can ask yourself that question, you know, and that's, then it's your choice. I mean, I, I love gonna, that. What are you going to do now? I, I, so, you know, like we, we share this passion for speaking and I've done a lot of speaking in my days. And one of the biggest questions, Dustin, that I uh, ask people is, so what? So you got a challenge in your life. So what are you going to do? Yeah. And it's the same thing that you're talking about. And right. that, that was mine. It's, I would say, what are yeah. you going to do now? You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do now? Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's like it's, every it, successful person that I know, every inspirational person that I know, they've got that same question in one form or another. All right. Yeah. So here's your life. What are you going to do now? Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's what I say. Yeah. You, and that's the thing you ask him, but you can lay out every, and that's where I go all the way back to everything. And you can, that's the, that's one of the differences between mine and everyone else's struggles. You know, what are you going to do now? big difference that I always tell people, and you, you guys sit there and tell me that, but you're looking at me, you can see my struggle. Let's talk about you for 10 minutes about what you're going through. Then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. I'm like, your life sucks too, but it, it's not sucks. It's hey, what are you doing about it? You know? So what? Just like you say, so what? So what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, maybe I mean, it does suck. 
right? I mean, and, yeah. but I love how you defined it at the beginning of this. You said, my life sucked. I had all these things and it was shitty and I wanted to kill myself. Like the, the realness and the rawness of that is what's beautiful because then you said, but I can also make a decision. I can make a choice to go beyond this. I can go in a different direction, right? Once we're real and raw with ourselves, then we can make the choice until we get honest, yeah. 100% honest, we can't make that choice. Yeah. And that, that was, that's a, that's a perfect one. You know, like for me at the beginning, you know, like I said, I, I would go, I, I was hoping, I was hoping for a cure, you know, I would sit there and, you know, or hoping that I was hoping that my body would start walking again so I could get my old life back. And, you know, after that first year went by and I had nothing, you know, I'm still, you know, just, just as paralyzed as I was. And it's just, you know, admitting to myself, Hey, you know, nothing's going to change unless I do something, you know, cause like I said before, you know, I had lots of people helping me and I appreciate the help. I appreciate people getting involved with my life, but there's a certain point where I had to do it for myself. And I think other people, Hey, if someone is limping you along, if someone's helping you get through all your struggles and you're really not facing the storm head on, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to beat it. You have to figure out how to do it on your own. So you can be strong enough to, you know, conquer what's in front of you. And that's like, you know, me, you know, my goal at the beginning was to walk again. That's what I focused on. That's how I got into that research because I wanted my life back so bad that, mm. you know, all I cared about was walking again. And it's amazing. Like I said, how another door would open and another door would open and the opportunities came and it's like, Hey, now you can ask me, do I want to walk again? Hell yeah. I want to walk again so bad, but man, my life has just, you know, blossomed into what it is today. And it's like, man, my life is great. I ain't going to sit there and wait around for a cure. If it does, you know, that's why I work out. That's why I take care of my health because I want the best impact or have the best opportunity to be, you know, to walk again if something comes out, but I damn sure ain't going to wait for it. Yeah, dude, I got to tell you this as a friend, you are the cure. And what I mean by that is there is a problem in society. Most people live in this victim mentality. They don't drive forward like you do. They don't do this positive mindset and take life and show up the way that you do. You are the cure to what's going on in our society today. I mean, the whole reason we started this podcast was because I said to myself, hey, people are struggling to consistently evolve and get better. They may go on a diet, lose five pounds, gain 10 uh, in whatever aspect or area of their life it is. You're the cure. So you asked for a cure and you became the cure. Yeah, you're curing, I agree with you. you're curing the problem. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, you know, because it's not just people with the in wheelchairs, but I've seen it like you're right. I mean, that's what our society has changed and it's becoming. But if you think about it, it's because everything that we do is someone's doing it for you. You know, you're always relied on somebody else. Someone, you know, if you be the best person you can be, then everybody's the best. You know, I guess there's no independence. I mean, and that's what we all need. We're all an independent person. We need to take care of ourselves. We need right, to control ourselves. Right. And there's obviously people that we can have in our lives that are, you know, there to support you. And it's, you know, they'll, they're to help you along the way. That's what I feel like we are all are as humans. You know, we obviously help people, but you got to have that drive to, you know, be successful and with your own self and in your own life. And, you know, it's like I said, when you have that drive and you have that passion to better your yourself, your, your own world, you know, like I said, the doors just keep opening and you just got to keep grasping and just keep, you know, like I said, when they don't, when they shut in your face, that, I mean, you can't stop. You just got to keep, keep plugging away. I love that. 
Are you going to wipe the tears from your eyes or the sweat from your brow? That's it, man. That's, that's, it's, that's, it's your choice. The of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's the shirt. Dustin, Dustin, we're coming up on our time here, but I got one more question for you that I want to throw out. So I, I want you to, I want, it, instead of it being a question per se, I want you to talk directly to our listeners. So the people who are listening to the podcast, talk directly to the listener who's dealing with a major life disruption. Maybe they've lost a child through a uh, miscarriage. Maybe they lost a job, whatever it is. What advice would you, Superman, because I'm, I'm dubbing you Superman from now on. What advice would <laughs> you give them? Man, it's, it's tough. Like you said, I mean, people going through adversity that, uh, you know, that I can't relate to because, you know, everybody's, everybody struggles different. Even if they're paralyzed, we all come from different homes, different backgrounds, and we have different futures that we're leading. Uh, so obviously everything's different, but you know, what I would want people to know is a, you're not alone because everybody's got struggles. Everybody's got adversity. Uh, it's not a bad thing to, you know, find great people in your life. Um, mm. you know, even, even you guys here on the podcast, you know, I mean, not at this point, but you know, like I said, I've talked to you. It's because, you know, I want to reach out. I talked to miles. You, you talk to people. Did I get yeah. in depth with my uh, struggle? Not so much, but I mean, you want to talk to people. So I, I think talking to people to get help, but also finding that, that why you need that why factor of why you're going to keep, you know, keep doing, being the best you, you can be. Cause yeah, that's, that's what you need to have is that, that drive to better yourself. Cause it's always going to be, you know, there's always going to be challenges every way, but I think, you know, just telling people, you know, just like the, the quote, man, I mean, you got to ask yourself, are you going to wipe the tears from your eyes or the sweat from your brow? It's your choice. I mean, you have yeah. that, that, that question you can ask yourself because we're all doing it. And I think surrounding yourself with positive people and doing what you got to do to, to keep moving forward is a, is something they should, you know, try and do. Everybody's got their why inside of them. They got to figure it out. Well, and on that note, folks, it is time for us to wrap up an earth to revolve podcast. I want to thank, uh, Dustin Shilcox uh, for coming on and uh, imparting a significant amount of wisdom here. Uh, also, my co-host, uh, the boxing coach, Miles, and uh, melting in the heats of hell in Las Vegas, Casey. Uh, we've had a great conversation today, and we hope that you, our evolutionary listeners, uh, took something with you that will help you on your personal evolution. Uh, so, Dustin, for people who want to follow you, they want to learn more about what you're doing and they want to continue to be inspired uh, by you. What's the best way for people to follow you and contact you? Uh, you know, Dustin, they can like the Dustin Shilcox Foundation on Facebook, uh, my Dustin Shilcox on Instagram. Um, for the most part, that's that's where I've kind of led to. And I'm actually like I was talking earlier, I'm trying to find this new uh, startup thing. But as of right now, it's like through social media and, you know, I'll obviously always be out doing something so awesome i love it man shilcox and shilcox for president shilcox yeah <laughs> and casey yeah, what do people need to do right now uh well before that i didn't get a chance dustin to jump in there but i wanted to tell you a couple things that i learned from real quick and the whole time is perspective and mental toughness and I appreciate the way that you express that in the stories and your life experience because I think one thing everyone 
what helps everyone, I guess, because it helps me and I'm not that much different than most, is gaining a different perspective from experiences that other people have and being able to use that to strengthen the mind to overcome things. So I really appreciate the, the message you shared. It was really interesting. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But for us, uh, for those of you listening, please uh, go ahead and, and come grab it, smash it, flip it, pull it, bop it, throw it, it, do whatever you do to like us, share us, and join us on this Evolve journey. And we are at evolve-cast.com and at evolve underscore cast on Instagram. So come be with us. Yeah, guys, for us to continue to get great guests like Dustin on the podcast, we need you to go give us a rating. So jump onto your favorite app. Uh, give us the best rating that you can so that we can continue to attract amazing guests. Uh, Miles, you're wearing the Disrupt shirt today. How can people get that and our other amazing gear at Evolve? Yes, I am wearing the Disrupt shirt. It is actually my favorite shirt. People ask me about it all the time, but we have others. So um, go on over to the shop. We've got the Evolve Your Soul, Evolve Your Mind, Evolve Your Body, Evolve Your Tribe. Uh, we've got all those T-shirts over at the shop. Go on over, take a peek at them, see which one of the shirts appeals to you, and grab one. I love it. And remember, guys, that it does take time and consistency to evolve. But first, you've got to disrupt in order to evolve your mind, evolve your body, evolve your soul, and evolve your tribe. And now, it's time for you to get out there and evolve. And evolve. <laughs>